Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan, Rachel Young, true crime goddess, Jessica Butcher, queen of fantasy. These people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time, they are three book girls. That's like saying you have ten children, you can only pick five of them to be your favorites. Every parent has a favorite. So the dictator of this podcast said we can only pick five children. (laughs) That she did. And then I decided I was picking seven. Actually, I picked five and then I picked two runner-ups just in case. Two runner-ups? I didn't pick two runner-ups. Because you're a rule follower. Listen, I never went above and beyond in school. Why the hell would I start now? (laughs) (laughs) I did the assignment. I got an A. And that was that. I don't need extra credit for a 4.0. Well. With this kind of perfection, you don't need extra credit. Mm. Uh. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, you're not. No. (laughs) She followed directions. Martha and I did not. So are you impressed that my husband actually purchased an item for me that fits my personality? That's awesome. It's I do like, like the it. first time ever. That is good. That is good. Usually he, he only purchases things for me that are useful mm-hmm. or that he thinks I need. He never buys anything for me frivolous ever. It That's has awesome. a cat and a book on it. I mean, it's pretty spot on. And an old lady chair. I know. <laughs> she was all i know wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute way to harsh the mood dude i'm joking i love rocking chairs <laughs> so in the past two months i've had six engagements of friends and a family over it <laughs> but you're not engaged not yet. and yep. you're okay with that though right yeah i'm good so that means the, <laughs> the, the whole wedding thing will continue this year. Unfortunately, yeah. Mm. I was supposed to have one last weekend, but it got downsized to just immediate family because of COVID. And I, she sent like this, I'm so sorry, we're going to miss your presence, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, honestly, I'm good. I'm glad to have my Sunday back. <laughs> Did you just say six people, you know, got engaged over the holidays? Yeah, from Thanksgiving to Christmas Day. Yeah. It is the most popular time for, for engagement. An engagement. When she's also the right age where everyone's getting engaged. God, I remember her age. I was so depressed. <sighs> Still depressed about it. My cousin got it. engaged on Christmas. She got engaged yesterday. Who did? Uh, One of my cousins. Oh, yeah. My niece but, is engaged. I mean, sorry, and this is just me. It makes it that much harder because... When I was in college, that's where my focus needs to be. And wherever I can get a job out of college, that's where I'm going to go. Not, oh, it depends on blah, blah, blah. Like, sorry, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Because we are strong, independent women. Not that other people aren't, but. Damn straight. It doesn't mean you're not a strong, independent woman if you got married young. But I agree with Rachel, though. It's kind of nice to not be like, oh, well, wherever like he goes, I was like, I'll go wherever I want. I had to deal with that. I remember that. I remember that feeling. I got married young and divorced young. (laughs) (laughs) See? Exhibit it. I was only married for nine years and I've been divorced for 15. These years were much better, huh? (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. yeah it was better for my credit that's for sure <laughs> you know that's really the important thing in life i just realized i'm wearing the exact same outfit i had on last week during the podcast yeah you oh, sure yeah, are, you are. Uh-huh. we know you never change jessica hey, it's okay you know you've lived in that sweatshirt up for a week straight it's fine you know it's my saturday leisure wear but she might just like wear it like just at night or something. And if you wear something just like at night, then you can wear it three or four right. days. Oh, 100%. I do the yeah. same thing. I wear my sweatshirts like three or four days. And yeah, usually definitely. the only reason I take them off is because I've got too much dog hair on them. <laughs> I was going to say, well, it's usually for me, it's soup. You drip soup. Yeah. I, drip, I dribble bib. soup right down the front. I drip coffee because in the morning when I'm messing around with the computer... This is where I set my coffee. She, on your she's, boobs? Yeah, she's, boobs. she's putting her coffee mug on her boobs right now. I seriously use it as a shelf when I'm playing <laughs> with the computer in the morning. So sometimes I'll get dribbles of coffee in my cleavage <laughs> of my shirts. I wear my hoodies a lot. Like, I'll look back at, like, videos or, like, TikTok or something. I'll be like, oh, I need to not wear do, like, five TikToks in the same outfit. You know what, though? I love wearing hoodies and sweatshirts and yes. stuff like that. That's why... Because you don't have to wear a bra? Yeah, that's yeah. why I, I love you're gonna say that. winter so much. Yep. Well, I mean, even if I do have to wear a bra, if I'm, like, going somewhere, so it's, like, you know, yeah. can't go braless. I just... I love sweatshirts. Depends where I'm going. If I'm getting in the car, I gotta put a bra on. No, it depends where I'm going. If I'm only going to Brahms mm-hmm. to get milk, there's a 900% chance I did not Let put a bra on you, first. Let me tell you, the one time... <laughs> the one time she runs over a couch cushion in the road, it's when she's wearing her worst pajamas and I'm wearing no shoes. No shoes, my worst pajamas, and I almost did not put a bra on before I left the house and a couch cushion got hooked underneath my car and I had to call roadside assistance because I couldn't get it out. That really happened. <laughs> it's a true she story. She called me up. She's like, you're never going to believe what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> you ran over a what? Like, my only person that just doesn't wear a bra in general. Well, I mean, you're small enough that you don't have to. Yeah. I have to. I don't have one on right now. You tell. <laughs> Flop those babies around, Jessica. We'll have to... Let me Figure take my out. let me take my bra off and shake it around like that. <laughs> let me tell you, you definitely somebody know could it. get injured. Oh, that's funny. Don't even say that because that just makes it hurt. <laughs> I know it does. <laughs> and then I'll get more stretch marks. Nobody needs that. Like they just can't go flying around like that. No. See, no. I'm hoping when I start getting better at my working out that I'll lose some of that boob fat. <laughs> So that my bra is the first better. place I lose weight, and I know, mine are tiny best. anyway, and it just makes me so cross. That's my coworker was sitting in my office or at our office the other day, and she was like, "Oh, she's like, I know I've gained weight because my bra wire digging into my arm." You know <laughs> like, what's sad though? I didn't even get out of an A cup until I was a senior of high school. I've gone from an A to a either D or double D, depending on the bra, depending on the day. <laughs> yeah, depending on the day. <laughs> Oh, I'm feeling a little double D today. Yeah. It's like, what's up with this muffin top? Double D. <laughs> I wear the same bra size I wore in high school. And my ass yeah, is way bigger than it was back same. then. Yeah, I think if I lost some weight, my bra size would probably go down. I don't think it would go down to what it was when I was in high school, but no. I don't know. Here's the question. Do you probably go down keep to a extra, seat. since I've never worn another bra size, even when I got fat? Do you like keep extra bra sizes around just in case? Do you keep a smaller one on hand? What do you do? No. <laughs> I wear my bras out yeah. too quick. I don't know what it is with me and undergarments, but I go through underwear and bras like 
freaking crazy. I've That's broken it in the middle before. That's a talent. Like went to stretch and it went and broke. I, <laughs> I had think you maybe need a bigger bra size. I had to bar. put it, but when I worked with Jessica, I had to put it back together with a paper clip because I was at work. I remember that. Yes. Oh my gosh. I had to go into the bathroom and wire my bra shut with a paper clip. About a year, I want to say a year, year and a half ago, because let's call it what it is, underwire, uncomfortable, right? Yes. And it got to the point where, you know, and Megan and Bonnie, I'm sure you guys can relate. You come home, there, you have just red marks on your shoulders and underneath your boobs, and it just, mm -hmm. it hurts. And so about a year, year and a half ago, I decided to say, fuck bras. <gasps> and then the universe was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and send some COVID. And because I just started wearing pretty supportive sports bras. Yeah. And then once COVID came and I was working from home and now I pretty much wear sweatshirts and all that stuff to work most days and jeans. I haven't worn an underwire bra in, I can't even tell you the last time. And it has been glorious. It's yeah. the freedom of the girls. The well, only and, problem and, that I have when I don't wear an underwear wire is that I get uniboob. Mm. I get the uniboob bar going and then when I try to wear my seatbelt like my seatbelt's all over the place because there's no crevice for it to <laughs> to go into crevice. between my boobs it's the crevice my, there's no boob crevice there have been days where I've gotten up for work and I'm like god I just really don't feel like putting on a bra so I'll put on a sports bra because it's less like I can't stand driving in them dab me in the side or whatever through like the bra I have on today I keep messing with it because I mean I won't me. lie I have walked the dog without a bra just put a big sweat. Well, you know, on. I, I, I probably wouldn't wear one, but my 22 year old son lives with me. Yeah. I mean, it's just wrong for their mom, for mom to wander around the house with their headlights on, you know, it's <laughs> That's very, why you wear the sweatshirt. So you can't see it. Martha also keeps her house like warmer than I keep my house. Oh yeah. My house is at 65 degrees right now. No, yeah. I'm, I'm back to doing his laundry again. <laughs> My parents were just here for a week. They left early this morning. And, you know, whenever your parents are here for an extended period of time, it reminds you of a couple things. One, it reminds you of things you miss. Like, oh, it's nice to have somebody help me cook and do the laundry. You know, with my mom, it's nice to have somebody to, like, take the trash out and stuff because my dad is just, like, on it. And he's like, okay, recycle, take the, right? <laughs> then you're reminded also of the other things of... <gasps> this was my house no <laughs> things get moved around things get shoved everywhere and you're just like i feel like i'm 17 and part of me is like okay that's not so bad but the bigger majority 36 year old of me is like you people are driving me crazy <laughs> <laughs> and Je because jessica's like hey i still live with my parents y'all yeah i do I still live with my parents <laughs> but i do my own laundry and i clean my own bathroom and Sometimes I cook, so. Yeah. I can't talk, though, because my parents live two doors down, and I go down there and eat all the time. <laughs> yeah. Although my mom is like, I think every fourth meal, you should have to cook for us at your See? house. See? Well, I mean, Tyler yeah. comes over to my house, too. That's why your but, house is always you know. so clean. One of my friends <laughs> literally just posted a picture from somewhere from like a Simpsons character and it's, it's Homer sitting at the bar. It's Moe's bar. It's, yeah. He's at Moe's bar and it says me logging into Facebook right now. And all the other Simpsons characters have engagement rings over their faces. <laughs> There's like an entire room yeah, full of Jessica. full of people with just a big ring as a face. And Homer's just sitting at the bar. Like what the hell just happened? <laughs> 
Yeah, that's how it was. Sorry, Garrett Jess. and I were sitting there yeah. like before before my parents got a little bit of like ice and snow. And the way that my house faces, the sun doesn't really hit our driveway. For the first couple days, my dad and my sister are like, you know, what are you going to do about the ice? Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, it'll melt. Like, what? It's just ice. Like, get off it. So my other sister and I went out into the garage and I opened the garage door and she goes, how did you get ice on your driveway? And I was like, are you being... Like, are you, do you literally want me to explain to you how ice works or <laughs> back there or what? Well, I said, I don't understand the question. And she's like, well, we haven't had any snow. And I was like, the sun doesn't come back here. And she's like, oh, cause I was literally about to be like, well, when water hits the ground, below <laughs> a certain level, but she literally phrased it that way. How did ice get there? Oh, <laughs> Jesus. There was a secret you know, gnome. You know what my snap answer was just because I was so sick of it? I just went, weather. <laughs> Seriously? Oh. <laughs> That's what I said. I, I like how your sister automatically became a valley girl when she said something stupid. Uh, Why is there a uh, chair? Uh, <laughs> That's uh, how you made her sound. I, oh, my God. <laughs> Whenever they annoy me, that's, that's what they become in my mind. Whenever anybody annoys me, that's what they become. So the end of the year, oh my God. It just feels like, it feels like yesterday and forever at the same time that this year has gone on. I just find it hard to believe that like on March 13th that we were like, okay, if everyone just gets their shit together for two weeks, like... We'll It'll be all good. be over. It'll be like I can't even fathom that we had that thought at this point. Like, <laughs> that didn't happen. No, Not like you look back close. at stuff and you're like, "Cool, like I'm working from home for like two weeks while everybody quarantines." And then you're like, "We're still playing this fucking game." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. I know it's a mind. It's it's a mind it's, fuck. Yeah. It is. Yeah. And well, and then England had their three tier system, and then they were like, "Just kidding, it's four now." <laughs> <laughs> Like, I think the one, th- mo- the biggest, most important thing I have learned this year and in the last four years is that people are fucking stupid. They really are. And especially with the quarantine thing and the whole, they, they just want what they want and fuck everything else. And that's how people are. Well, amazingly, there's been like the, the TikTok influencers that all like are in LA have been getting like a shit ton of backlash because they all keep getting together and doing these like big parties and other people in LA are like duetting their video and being like, Hey assholes, who do you think you are? Like we're out of ICU beds and you're over here throwing a damn dance party for TikTok. Like quit that shit. So people, the book girls did exactly the right thing. We canceled every single one of our live events that took place after January. Sad days. Yeah, and I missed the one in January. Can you believe it's only been a year since I totaled my car? I know, right? It feels like it's been like six, but <laughs> well, and you know it's funny. Every once in a while, when I'll be like listening to the podcast, like I don't think I listened to that live event all the way through. So when the next one starts to play, it's that same one. <laughs> like because I it's whatever's like left in the download system yeah. still. And so like just a couple weeks ago, I was reminded Jessica crashed her car. I got to tell her <laughs> car because it was like Jessica's not here <laughs> because she got a car wreck. Like, oh my dog! There were some good things that came out of this year though. Yeah, our Zoom calls. Yes, I mean who knew that we were going to become practically best friends with a bunch of strangers? I mean it's weird. Don't well, you think? Well, yeah, and it was weird on like last, was it last, oh God, Friday was last night being like, oh, I'm not, uh, my mom was like, well, how was I, the Zoom call? I was like, there wasn't one, it was Christmas. 
I know. And I, I was sitting at my cousin Joan's house because, you know, they're just immediate family over there. We went over and had dinner for Christmas. I was sitting at the table eating Christmas cookies when my alarm went off because oh, there's an alarm yeah. on my phone that says it's time for the Zoom call in case I would forget like I've ever forgotten that, know. you know. And I felt so weird about it. I was like, that's the first Friday in... Since March, like, t- 13th. Oh, my God. Or March 20, whatever it was after the 13th, the yeah. next Friday. It was, it was right after we had to cancel our event. Somebody was like, dear God, 2020 will be now 21 and able to drink. Hell, Lord help. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on Facebook. <laughs> well, you know, I can only have good thoughts and hopes for the future that 2021 at least halfway through it it'll be back semi-normal i mean the rest of us will have hopefully been able to get the vaccine by then i say the rest of us because megan already got hers yep (laughs) so what else good came out of the year i mean i got a a new job bonnie got a fantastic new job not just a new job but a fantastic new job that she loves and i still like like almost a year later yeah that says a lot that's true (laughs) Everybody likes their job when they very first, first start. Yeah, that's then six months. <laughs> Talking is hard sometimes. Okay, <laughs> words are hard. Words are hard. Six months down the line, if you're not having, you know, true. regrets about moving and jobs, then that's it's true. a good thing. And I definitely do not have any regrets. I love my job. Love all the people that I work with. Even the one who's a Trump lover. Ooh. She keeps her opinions to herself. Hey. So it's okay. That's really cool. I'm trying I have the coolest boss ever. I'm really trying to rack my brain of like something really exceptional that happened in 2020. Like other than like obviously the Zoom call has been fantastic. I saw my my Hanson group more than I thought I was going to. So that, I guess that was a positive. Because they did I got the nothing. socially distant shows. I got absolutely fuck all. <laughs> fuck all. I, I still have a job. Got a, did Jessica, did Jessica got a puppy. Got a puppy. Hey, have, still having your job is a big one for 2020. Yeah, but. Yeah. You don't have nothing. We have new people who have been on the podcast. Keith. No, I meant fuck all other than the podcast. Like other than oh. books, other than podcast stuff. Oh. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the podcast has been the only thing that <laughs> kept me from. Hmm. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I got nominated for a scholarship. <gasps> hey. hey. That's awesome. <laughs> and it's because of COVID because I'm a secretary in my class. So I have to do all the faculty, like my professors tell me stuff to tell my classmates. And so I got nominated for the Faculty Association Scholarship. Well, look at you. Our little nerd. I know. I'm so proud. I can't think of anything else, though, really. I mean, still having your your Still having my job, right? For a person who works for a radio station who can't go to work, still having a job is pretty freaking awesome because I can work from home. So, I mean... P.S. I heard your like coffee joke on the way home from work on Thursday. <laughs> You're like, I don't care if you're at work. I don't care what's in your coffee cup. Oh, yeah. <laughs> As I was reading our group text about our coffee cups, I, I was laughing as I, I pulled into the I'm driveway. Always trying to pull. I'm always trying to find something to talk about. And we were talking about if it was too early to drink uh, on Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve, it, and it was like eight o'clock in the morning. And one of the girls yeah, goes, early. Yeah. yeah, they're like, hey, is it too early to imbibe adult beverages at 8 a.m. on Christmas Eve? 
Nope. 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 And then I get in the car to drive home and Martha's talking to me on the radio. (laughs) Going. I, what, whatever you have in your coffee, coffee cup is your business. Yep. <laughs> Nobody has to know. That, well, let's dig into some books, shall we? So are, are we going to do oh, like our... Okay, yeah. Well, let's explain, first of all. Well, are we going to do like Vonnie does all five or is it going to be like a round robin? No, like I think she'll... We'll just have... We'll have each okay. person just give... What we have done in the past is each person would make a list of all of the books that they loved from the past year and then choose five or six Martha's trying to get in 10 of their Bonnie top and I said no books <laughs> if you did year. that many it would be too long i know we I- have five people martha bring it back stop bring it back anyway <laughs> so our favorite books from the entire year that we read and loved um Martha's That's... just going to edit me completely out of the podcast so that she can do her 10 books. None of us will be on. It'll just be Martha. She'll be like, everybody else was um, not able to join me. Here's so my top 200. They were having trouble choosing, so I chose for them. <laughs> everybody else pissed me off today, so it's just me. No. That's we, the we power leave. she has as the dictator of the podcast. We leave. She sneaks back in, keeps recording. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I need to get that YouTube thing up and roll. I did try to make a video the other day. Did you? I tried. Did it work? I'm hideous. I just can't no, do it's it. It's all about the angle and the lighting. Like I'm not oh. kidding. I pulled like every light in my damn house. I got to figure that room. shit out because I tried doing it and I was so distracted by how hideous I was. I couldn't, couldn't finish. I'm like, God, also, it's you- a bridge troll. Get her out of here. It's all about the angle. Also. Your front-facing camera has worse filters than your back-facing camera. No, I tried that too. I and it was the same way. I flipped it around. I'm still hideous. I, you are I'm not. I'm just going to be hideous. I used my actual like camera on my computer when I did mine. I might have to do that. That's how I set mine up. Although I'm still hideous on that one too. No. So. It took me four tries to get mine without bumbling words, and I still bumbled words. I might try to work on that tomorrow, the whole YouTube thing. Martha's saying bridge troll. This is my favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it fits, though. That's why you think it's awesome, because I do look like a no, bridge troll. You bridge troll. Yes. It's like the it's old... Because my, my friend uh, was on Tinder, and she was scrolling through, and she ran into one of my exes, and she was like, oh, is this him? Is that the ex? And I was like, yeah. And she was, didn't realize you were into bridge schools in a past life. Nope. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> that was harsh. 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 That's the best friend right there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's get started since we got a lot of people to get through. We got we got s- five people to get through today with five favorite books of so the it's year. 25 Damn. Books. Okay. 25. Get those TBR lists so, ready. So you can't tell too much about each book, just a little tiny bit. Yes. Get your pens and papers ready so you can add to your TBR I'm going to go list. on and on and on. Just and on and on and on. Just okay. so you have to cut me out. Oh, <sighs> just kidding. That was not even the right beat <laughs> that for the song. That was kind of mean. <laughs> I'm going to go on and on so you have to cut me. Y'all are like <laughs> triggering me. They're- so I tried to pick one of each genre. So that it's not all historical fiction, because, you know, it is my reviews. And so this is what I came up with. I picked, for my horror novel, I picked Alice by Christina Henry, just because it was so fucking wrong and so many levels, and twisted, and weird, and 
it's a great horror novel. Did you read that? You said you were going to check read it, it out. Yeah. Wasn't it just It was pretty fucking fucked weird. Up. I liked it, it actually. Was, it was so <laughs> fucked up. So that's my fucked up book for the year. Do you want me to like say a little bit about it or uh, for anyone who didn't listen to the review, it's a, qu- a spoof off a of Alice in Wonderland. And it starts off with Alice being an adult and she's in a mental hospital and all she remembers is coming out of the rabbit hole. That's good. And it goes like downhill from there. So that's my horror novel pick. For my nonfiction pick, I did The Mercy of the Sky by Holly Bailey. And that was the one that was the true story about the more tornadoes. And I think it was like 2013, I think is when those went through yes so and for anyone who doesn't know that that was my pick for my worst fear because I'm afraid of tornadoes and this just went into such detail about each individual person person's story who went through the tornado it wasn't just a bunch of facts and fictions or facts and figures which that was in there too but it was a really great retelling of a lot of different stories so I had two October picks this time. Oh, you October did. was Amazing. a good month. Mm-hmm. And then another one that I picked, and I had a hard time picking between this author because I liked all three of her books that I read this year, was The First Mistake by Sandy Jones. Sandy Jones is that um, British author that I told you about. And this book had the best twist for anyone who doesn't remember, it's about um, a husband, wife, wife starts or husband starts acting really funny. And then she also has a best friend who she's telling all of this and is very involved with her life. And things get twisted around and nobody is who they seem they're who are they're supposed to be. And yeah, it was it was a great twist. And Sandy Jones is a really great writer. I really like her style. So that one was my mystery pick. And then my very unusual pick for me was actually a book that was sent to us. And it was You and Me and Us by Allison Hammer. And if you remember, I'm pretty sure that this is her debut uh, novel. And this is the one that was about um, the, it's a husband and wife and daughter and husband ends up having cancer. And the wife had just started a business. And so she was working like 12, 14 hours a day and so on and so forth. They have a preteen daughter who's like, oh, mom doesn't care about the family. She's always at work, blah, blah, blah. And then and then that dad gets cancer. Mm-hmm. And then it's just kind of about, about that and about how they came together as a family and about how, you know, the bond between the mother and the daughter and which usually I don't read stuff like that. I mean, it's not a romance, definitely, but it's... And I don't even know if I would call it heartwarming. I, I had a really hard time placing this book because, I mean, it's about somebody with cancer. That's not heartwarming. So it's really just it's just adult fiction. like Right, it's yeah. adult fiction, but it's a very feely kind of book. Mm. The lady at work who I work with, who is a reader, she read this. And she said she cried all the way through this book. Oh, I feel like I would probably cry all the way yeah. through. I mean, I didn't cry, but I'm pretty tinny on the inside, like Martha. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. Very tinny. <laughs> I'm the tin man. 
But this is a very feely kind of book. And it, the writing is freaking awesome. And I'm really glad that I read it. Nice. Even though it's not my normal. And then last but not least, my historical fiction pick. Can we guess? Dun, does, dun, dun. Does it start with the author with a name K? No. <gasps> what? I didn't review. I didn't review that on the podcast. Oh, that's right. I haven't reviewed that. That's I only picked through the ones that okay, I reviewed. Okay. okay. And since I've already picked Ken Follett very many times through the years, I did not pick him this time. But you know, I, I love him. Wow. And you got to fangirl this week. And he retweeted. Did you we were on the group that. text? Yeah. yeah. He retweeted one of our posts. Ken Follett retweeted us. Yeah, I was sitting there at freaking eleven thirty at night crocheting, and my alert goes on my phone and says Ken Follett retweeted blah blah blah, and I'm like, I'm like I don't know who's up, but I'm texting right now. Everybody in my I saw my phone light up, and I was like half asleep, and I was like, I'll read that in the morning, and then I read it in the morning, I was like, I should have read it last night. Yeah, I was like, what? A little yeah. bit of Lion King and Ken Follett, the Christmas tree will get you all kinds of love from Ken Follett. I know, something. <laughs> something happened. And I don't even care if it was one of his little lackeys that does his social media for him. I'm still okay with that. No, I'm no, it was definitely him. Yeah. Nope. Wasn't one of his lackeys. He <laughs> himself hit the button. My- That's how Martha and I feel when we get like likes from Neil Gaiman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, that's pretty cool too. I'm still waiting on that Joe Hill retweet though. Mm, yeah, we haven't gotten that one yet. Mm-mm. We'll work on that one. I picked uh, Secrets of a Charmed Life by Susan Meisner. This is, of course, a World War II book, which I did not read that many World War II books this time. Well, okay, maybe I did. <laughs> now that I think about it. Anyways. No shame. Um, In this book, it's set in England, and it's during the Blitz, and it's when they evacuated all of the kids Mm-hmm. into the countryside and um two sisters who were evacuated it's about um they decided to come back to the city by themselves and then the city gets bombed and they get separated and so on and so forth and things take place and this book just this did not get very good reviews on some of the reviews that i read but i loved this book loved it it was so good kept me enthralled loved the writing it had a little bit of a twist that I didn't know because you don't know you know are these sisters even still alive are they ever going to get back together or so on and so forth but yeah it was really good and that's my five I picked one from each category are you proud of me that is impressive I'm very very proud of you because I did not I didn't either. One from every category because I didn't have one from every category as a five-star read. Well, all of the ones that I picked were like favorites. I mean, I didn't mm. have to. I mean, I read a lot of books this year, but I didn't. I didn't have to lower my standards. All of those, I think, were very good reads, and I would recommend them to other people. That uh, Mercy of the Sky, I mean, I would read that one again because it was pretty good and terrifying and gave me goosebumps Ooh, awesome and i loved all of the story about the weathermen in oklahoma 
<laughs> yes. The weather drama. The weather yes, drama. That's weather porn. Well, in I'm Oklahoma. I'm into some porn. Can you find that on Pornhub? <laughs> do they have a weather section? I bet they probably do. If they did, it would come from Oklahoma. You can bet that. Mm-hmm. Bonnie's picked her five. Jessica, why don't you go next? Okay. I feel the need to say that this is really hard. Um, yep. <laughs> we were just having an argument about that earlier when I said, I why can't it. I pick 10 books? And they said, you can't because you said five. Okay. This is really hard because this year I got to read like all of the Grisha verse, which is fantastic, but you've already heard me lush about that. And I got to read uh, A Darker Shade of Magic, which is also so fantastic, but you've already heard me fangirl about V.E. Schwab way too much, so I'm going to go with some other things. <laughs> well, that's fair enough. So, that's kind of how I feel about Ken Follett. I talk about him so much <laughs> that I need to give some other authors a chance. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love them so much, and their books are fantastic, and I talk about them all the time, so I'm going to go a little deeper. Give somebody else some love. Yeah, so the first one I'm going to talk about is called The Tethered Mage, which I did review on the podcast. It's a trilogy by Melissa Caruso, Um, and it was just so great. Garrett and I listened to it together, and... um, we both loved it, so that's how, you, that's how I know it's a good book of Garrett. I both like it and don't, like, pick apart the little flaws. You know, about this woman who's gone to the market. She's from this super wealthy family. It's it's high fantasy. But she's from the super wealthy family in the uh, Empire-type place, and she ends up helping them capture a fire warlock. And so now she is the fire warlock's falconer, and then the fire warlock's Warlock is her falcon, and they have to go on these adventures and stop wars and stop all this corruption and all this bad stuff from happening. And it's just really fun because the characters are so awesome. Like, they're great. I don't, except for, like, the villains, I don't dislike any of the characters. They're so much fun and really dynamic, well-rounded. So that was a lot of fun. And then uh, my second one, I'm going to go with something that's a little... Something I've never reviewed on the podcast, but I really loved it. Um, I actually read it in a book club that I'm a part of. It's called The Cantoras by Carolina D. Robertis. And it's a book that I read as part of the LGBTQ plus book club that I'm in for OKC at Full Circle. And um, it's during a time period where it's not okay to be out with your sexuality if it's not heterosexual. And it's about how they kind of banded together to protect one another and made this place their own it's about their journey from that to modern day where they have like lgbtq plus rights and it's it's so beautiful and they're also and it goes through each of the different characters and their perspectives and it's it's so fantastic like it's heart-wrenching and heartwarming and just it's great like i don't even know how to put it in a category it's so fun um, and then number three, I'm going to go with The Sundown Motel by Simone St. James because I enjoyed the murderino aspect of it. It was really fun. I think I, we, I don't know if I talked about it on the podcast. Rachel might have talked about it. On no, the I, I reviewed it. It was one of my October books. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. I liked it. I would say somebody I reviewed liked that it. One. Yeah. 
I liked that one. I liked the Broken Girls too that she wrote. It just it's a, they're good murder mysteries that kind of they're very take you on a weird turn. Yeah, they're they're twisty, but um, they're also not too scary. I mean, they're not yes. gory. It's it's not like the weird stuff like Alice, the mm-hmm. Alice book that I read. But yeah, it would be okay for a teenager to read, I think. Yeah. Okay. Number four, I'm going to go with Sky Hunter by Marie Lu, which I also did not review on the podcast because I've been a little absent this year. I was going to say, <laughs> I think you get a pass on that rule because, um, because you were not... You were, not, available. you were yeah. not as available this year because of your school, which is perfectly understandable. We get that. <laughs> so yeah. we're going to have to make you um, go give a full account of your um, reviews on Facebook or something so that people can <laughs> catch up on these ones that you're putting on here. Yes, and I'm terrible because, you guys, I got the uh, Goodreads, like you told Manny to do. Yay. And I have not updated it since I made it. <laughs> oh, jazz. Maybe at least put the ones that you're viewing on your on your Goodreads because I have your link for Goodreads on the website. Yeah, that's so a good idea. So somebody can go to the website and go to your, go to your Goodreads. It's on yes. my to-do list before I go back to school. I'm terrible with my at Goodreads. At least do these five, Jess. I haven't updated okay. Goodreads in like, I don't know, six or seven months. I so. see, and I'm like obsessive compulsive. As soon as I start a new book, I'm like, reading. Me too. So Sky Hunter is um, sci-fi. I'm going to call it sci-fi. So um, there's the good guys that uh, Talon is the main character and she's on the good guys side, obviously. She's part of this military group and they have a pair. And in the, the first few scenes, her partner, who she's paired with, gets killed by these evil they've been changed by the bad guys there they were human and they've been mutated and they attack they're terrifying they call them ghosts yes and they're terrifying and then she there's this prisoner that's been taken in by the good guys and they're about to execute him and she's like wait don't execute him he's not telling us everything and he's like actually one of their new science projects and he has all these crazy powers and he as her punishment for you know embarrassing the higher-ups she gets partnered with someone who's from the bad guys but it's really really good um oh it it was a really fun read i didn't like you never get bored it's very fun uh my last one's gonna be gideon the ninth i love gideon the ninth by um tamsin muir it's it's just weird but it was so fun uh it's got a really cool mix of like space plus magic mm, and like yummy and space. so that was why i liked it but it was a lot of fun and i love gideon gideon is like all the she's in these this super formal setting with all these necromancers and their cavaliers and she's like dropping f-bombs and throwing her sword (laughs) she has bright red hair and she has titty magazines and it's the best (laughs) (laughs) sounds like my kind of girl she's awesome but those are mine i will try to update my goodreads this week (laughs) i promise all right well i suppose we'll have to take your word for that (laughs) (laughs) moving right along miss rachel what do you got 
I was told I could choose six. So I have six. I did say five or six. I said five or six. <laughs> because I um, was waffling on my own self. I can I can make it fast though. Um and I actually only had two five star reads this year. Um so for anybody who knows me knows that's not unusual. I I don't tend to give a lot of those out. But so I'm gonna start from bottom to top. So my number six was Without Merit by Colleen Hoover. That was a four star. That is, I would call that just kind of um, a family drama on our main characters, um, like a 16 or 17 year old girl. The main focus of that really just kind of follows her through some hard times of first love and mental health issues and some dysfunctional family things. Um, it was, I enjoyed it quite a lot though. Uh, my number five was is called Someone Knows by Lisa Scottaline. Scottaline, I don't know how to say her name. Um, that was also a four star for me. Uh, that one is sort of a split timeline between past and present of a group of friends uh, centered around decisions that we make, the impact they have on our lives and... Um, and other people's lives as well as you know truth and all those fun things within family dynamics and decisions we make as as teenagers uh my number four pick is the wicked sister by karen dion uh, which was a number was was a four star that one i would call a really dark family drama <laughs> um and it's just uh, it's also a bit of a split timeline, which I found interesting. Um, but you, you're following a family of mom, dad, two daughters. Um, and uh, that one definitely has a bit of a thriller aspect to it. Um, my number three pick, which is the only one on the list that I did not review on the podcast, um, was a four star for me. And it's called Darker Water by Lauren Stewart. And it's actually a romance. Um but it it is a romance book, but it also touches on some themes of coming from an abusive family, the sort of insecurities and things we take into relationships and how it impacts our self-esteem and our willingness to move forward in other relationships. So um, although it was a romance, it definitely, I think, had some really good undertones. My number two pick which was a five-star pick, was If You Tell a True Story of Murder, Family Secrets, and the Unbreakable Bond of Sisterhood by Greg Olson. Um, the title pretty much explains that one. And my number one pick for the year was The Roanoke Girls by Amy Engel. And again, I would describe that one as a very dark family drama slash mystery. Nice. I feel like I was supposed to add Roanoke Girls to my list and I forgot to like put it on hold or whatever at the library. Like I think I meant to do that after you reviewed it and then I forgot. It's on my list for sure. Yeah. I've been wanting to read that one. It's really not very long. I might have to add that one to my, my Libby. All right. So I have five and then I had two runner ups just in case I got a sixth pick. <laughs> But I'll stick to my top five. I'll play by the rules. You can go for six because I've Okay, I can go for six. Maybe got six. Depending okay. On. <laughs> I want to add one now, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> Too late, we're past you. <laughs> um, it's the hollow tree. <laughs> oh, amen. I, I need to, re I need to buy that. snuck that in there. I need to get that book, actually. 
I need to do some book ordering anyway, so I might add that. Um, mine are in no particular order because I couldn't decide what... I, it was hard enough to get it down to five or six, and I could not bear to put them in order. Uh, so my first one, I picked The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes by Suzanne Collins, and that is the prequel to The Hunger Games where you get to learn about snow and how he kind of becomes snow, and I just thought it was really good. It was, I think that it was kind of a divided decision amongst the fans of Hunger Games. Some loved it, some hated it. I loved every minute of it, and I want more. Every time you talk about that, it makes me think of Jon Snow from uh, Game, of yeah. Thrones. Game of Thrones. You're like, I hear Snow, I'm like, Jon Snow? Jon what? Snow? <laughs> if only it were Jon <laughs> Snow. Oh, yeah. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Uh, you know nothing, Jon Snow. <laughs> so I really liked it. I thought there were great callbacks to the books, the original three books, and kind of gave you familiar settings that made you kind of go, oh, I wonder, like, I feel like there's more to these settings and I need more. So if she could write a second one, that'd be great. She might be working on that. Uh, here's hoping. Uh, the next one I picked should be zero surprise to anyone who's ever listened to Vani and I talk for very long. Uh, Midnight Sun by Stephanie Meyer. Woot, woot. Woot, woot. Um, <laughs> Martha's just going to crawl underneath the table now. <laughs> I, just I, plug your ears I for a minute. I think it's funny that she went for all the fandom reads yes. after Martha made that comment. <laughs> it was a secret plan. May, I just know Megan too well. That's all there is to it. <laughs> I waited like 15 years for that book. It was going on the top five. Like, that thing was... Like, you're fine, I mean, you're I fine. told you earlier in the podcast, the only reason I didn't pick it for my books is, is because, because... I only let you have five. Well, well no, because I figured that... List. And I didn't, I didn't review it. Megan did. Oh yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. So I saw that on because that was the week I wasn't here. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so yeah, I did. It's, I just loved. I love the hearing the story from Edward's perspective, and I just thought it was amazing. Edward's perspective is darker. Yes. It's it's very much a darker book than the regular. Uh, oh yeah. Original Twilight. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely more more struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I actually almost forgot I read this book this year until I looked back at my book journal which is why I keep it, <laughs> um, was Here and Now and Then by um, Mike Chen. And I don't know if I reviewed this or Martha reviewed this. Somebody reviewed this. No, it this. wasn't me. Then it wasn't me because I didn't like it, so it had to have yeah, been you. it must have been me. Because you reviewed one of his, but you didn't like it, I think. Yeah. But it wasn't this one. No. Yeah. Um, I really like this book. Again, it's definitely a sci-fi it's definitely a little bit fandom. It talks a lot about Doctor Who and all that stuff. So it just made me super happy. And time travel is always a fun read for me. So I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, my fourth pick is Of Rioters and Royals by M.L. Gray. We did a buddy read for this book. This is the main reason mm-hmm. that this book was brought to our attention was the author reached out to us. Uh, on Instagram and I really had no expectations going into it and I loved it. I loved the world. I loved the characters and I actually got the second book for Christmas. So I was going to say, did she actually send us that book or did you look it up? Did you um, find it? Yeah, I ordered it online because she's uh, Amazon published. Gotcha. I I, I couldn't remember. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was one. I just really liked the characters and I'm excited to have the second one and it's a beast. It's a lot thicker than As the I, first one. I mean, I did not read that one, but the author seemed like she was pretty cool yes, from her tweets and, and everything else. Yeah, she and was her Instagram. She's a lot of fun. So I loved it. And I love when I get to put a book on a list that I 
didn't go into really knowing anything about. Mm-hmm. You kind of go into it blind and you're like, okay. And then you're like, this is amazing. So right. it made the list. So, cause I loved every minute of it. And then my fifth book was the deep by Alma Katsu. And that was the historical fiction with a little oh, bit of like Titanic. Yes. yes. Yeah. With a little bit of a, I don't know if you want to call it paranormal or sci-fi kind of paranormally and the character kind of bounces around a little bit in that timeline she was on the titanic and you find out kind of what happened on the titanic with the people she knew from the ship and i loved it i actually listened to it on audio and then on one of our many trips to 27 bookstores in the city one weekend um that rachel and i did i found a copy of it and i actually bought it to put on my shelf because i was like i probably will read that again Hmm. and i just thought it was great and any any book on Titanic is going to be in my list, pretty much. And I guess my runner-up, my sixth choice, was Geekerella by Ashley Poston. And that was a, the, she does fairy tale retellings. And this is the one that the girl is, like, a super fan of, like, a Star Trek-type show. And she, of course, meets the actor. And they're, like, high school kids. And it was just so fun. And I loved it because I felt like... That was my life. Like, I could have been that girl. <laughs> so those are my top five with a runner-up. Awesome. I'm really, really heavy on science fiction this year. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just because, you guys, it's just because I love it so much. I really did try to choose things from some other genres. Just, I for- had to force my myself, though, because there were so many that I loved in the sci-fi genre this year well and those are like your comfort read and we I know. needed a whole lot of comfort yes read this year. and it was it was one of those years where that's the stuff that got me through these are in no particular order uh the peripheral by william gibson it's sort of a new, near future in america there was so much cool tech in this book that i just it just made my little heart happy the characters were fantastic it was probably one of the best just so rich so so much going on and then the follow-up to that I loved both both of those um next Utopia Avenue by David Mitchell it was actually a historical fiction type novel it was about a band in the 60s Martha yes I have a birthday present for you I have the ARC of that do you Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! Yay! That was such a good book. The reason that I'm picking it, though, I think may have more to do with the audio. I think it just lent itself really, really well to the the whole per- the whole performance of the book was just so good because you felt like you were in a documentary for a band. And all of this cool stuff that was coming out of that time and the songwriting was was the reason, though. At the end of the day, the songs that were written for this book were freaking amazing. And I cannot wait to see this movie because I know eventually somebody's going to make it. Uh, Next choice is We Are All the Same in the Dark by Julia Heberlin. This was the one about the trucker that finds a girl by the side of the road and uh, he goes out and picks her up and takes her home to take care of her 
and kind of hard to explain, but it, it has two or three different long-term mysteries, one of them being what happened to this girl that was this trucker's sister. And it was told in three different voices, and it was an excellent audiobook. I highly recommend it. Um, really, really good thriller. Uh, next, uh, Axiom's End by Lindsay Ellis, a fantastic first contact novel and a debut author. Also, Deacon King Kong, which I just reviewed a couple of weeks ago by James McBride. That was the one with sport coat and hot sausage. (laughs) I will never get over those names. (laughs) It was such a good book. It and the culture of that community and the time period and all of the things that just made such a wonderful story. I absolutely loved it. And that's that makes one, two, three, four, five. And as a runner up, and because you guys wind your freaking heads off every time I talked about reviewing it. I have to mention this really freaking awesome nonfiction novel called The End of Everything by Katie Mack. Astrophysics rules. It was so good. Talked all about all the kinds of sciencey crap that makes my little heart sing. And it was a nonfiction novel. And it kind of felt like fiction. And she was snarky and she had all kinds of references to stuff like Doctor Who and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. She just fantastic approach, uh, made it very, made a really difficult subject very easy and very palatable. So even though I didn't get to review it on the podcast, I freaking loved it. And it was fantastic. And I think everybody should read it. I like nonfiction books that are like that, that make it seem like a story and not just. I was amazed at how approachable it made that subject. I mean, it doesn't sound interesting until you start reading it and then you find out, wow, this is really cool. Yeah. Well, you know, when I read Mercy in the Sky, I read three or two other storm books Mm -hmm. before I picked which one I was going to review. And the other two were just so... Anal- what it would analytical, analytical. Mm-hmm. they were so analytical that they were just too dry they were I mean some of the stuff was pretty interesting but some of the stuff I just skimmed over because it was like I want the story of what happened not, not you know longitude latitude the cloud yeah. heading yeah not mm-hmm. overly analytical yeah yeah this is what happens when you have you know I mean I like that kind of stuff too yeah. but when a cold front and a warm front meet in the middle, yeah, that make shit a goes baby. down. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of already know all that stuff. <laughs> I watch a lot of documentaries about weather, but and but Mercy in the Sky it actually told the story of the tornadoes, and that's what I wanted. Yeah. So, well, I think we had a lot of amazing reads this year. I know, speaking for myself. I, I gave Bonnie a, a story problem <laughs> just now because well, I'm terrible at math. I'm so, so bad at math. So while Megan was doing her review, I gave Bonnie this 
story problem. I read 240 books this year. 46 were five-star reads. What percentage of books were five-star? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, two, 240 was a rounded number, but 19% of the books I read this year were five-star reads. So you had a lot of good reads you this had a year. Lot. I did. I did like- I'm honestly shocked that the 10,000 Doors of January didn't make it on yours. You know, I love that. That was one of the ones that was on the list that didn't quite make it yeah. to my fa- I mean, how you pick if you've got 46 five-star reads and during you can only one have year five of them. and you can only talk about five. And I kind of had to choose some things that were not sci-fi reads or fantasy because I felt like like I had to give some love to some other books some other genres well utopia avenue was just so i just loved it so much can we just talk about the size difference in my book journal so i started this august of 2019 and it's only like this little bitty pages compared to 2020 is like that's pretty extreme 60 books versus i don't even know how many are on this page like 20 yep I don't even know how many books I read this year because I read so many that I didn't review on the podcast and reread a lot because, I mean, I reread the whole Pillars series before I read Evening and the, the Morning, Evening, Evening in the morning. in the Morning, and I reread Twilight before Midnight Sun, Yeah, mm-hmm. and I reread some other stuff, so... I think that the rereading this year, I reread more books this year than I have any other year because I was so oh I reread need, all of so the in need of comfort too. I read all the Potters yep I only reread the first Twilight the first Harry Potter and the um, Brie Tanner's book the short life of Brie Tanner uh, yeah and I read that one finally that that's actually the first time I've ever read oh. that one God, it was I better I didn't think that I would like it oh no it's amazing because I was like eh. Nah. Every, every time I you watch the movie now, you're going to want her story to end in a totally different way. Well, I want them to do more f- about her friend. Um, Was his name like Fred or something? Yeah. The guy that like could make himself yep. not like people wouldn't notice him. He went yeah. like almost invisible. Yeah. He I looked, feel yeah. like I'm in a tennis match. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> like she has no idea. <laughs> because, I feel like Stephanie- because I've got them on either side of me today so that we can look at the other girls on Zoom. <laughs> So I have keep having to turn my head back and forth. <laughs> and those guys are sitting there going, because they obviously d- haven't read it. So there's... Just... What? 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 Yeah. So, Bonnie, are you excited that I'm finally starting Ken Follett? I am excited. We need to set up the buddy read. Yes. Plus, if I know I have a deadline, it'll make me read. <laughs> make say. you read faster? Yeah. yeah. We'll just have to get on it, Megan. Oh, I will. Like, it's on. <laughs> I was going to read it this weekend, and my brain was just not there. And I was like, no, I need to have my brain in the game when I pick this book up so I can do it justice. Excellent. Well, we'll post some information about when the buddy read will take place on our Facebook page. So watch maybe, for that, friends. Maybe you can follow it. We'll see our tweet about it. Maybe he'll be on Enjoy. the Zoom call. <laughs> I know that Bonnie would never would happen, die. but oh my God. Somebody try imagine? to set that shit up because Could Bonnie will imagine? lose her Don't think I won't tweet mind. the hell out of him. I would. She's going to lose, I would it. lose I my mind. Know it. Huh? You just put Bonnie in a breakout room with him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Ken, I can just see it, Bonnie's Ken, face now. Ken, Ken. <laughs> well, I couldn't do that because my dad's name is Ken, and that would just be weird. <laughs> I can just see his name like popping up on the computer for the Zoom, and like all of a sudden, we'll just look, and Bonnie's just like falls out of view. She's just <laughs> pass out. She's just on the ground. 
It would be really good for him to join too because we all love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, the tweet that he retweeted was about the upcoming buddy read. It was about the buddy read. So maybe, maybe you can at him. Oh, trust me, I will. And say some more Follett fans in here. Yeah. Maybe we need to push a new like PR job for Vani to be like, look, man. She's been pushing your stuff for years. I have. It's about time you give her some love. Been preaching your, preaching Preaching the good word, preaching the gospel, the good word of fall it, (laughs) or at least give her free books, (laughs) right? Signed one or two, you know. That would work too. Yeah. But whenever this is done, do you want to try to set up a read for um, the second one for uh, World Without End? Mm Hmm. Because I know that you'll like that book. You will love that book. Yeah, and actually... Um, and you'll like I'm the actually, first one too, but you know. For the end of the year, this is the last chance to speak to the world about 2020. Good. Thank God. Just, Fuck that. Just make a toast to the dumpster fire that this year has been. <laughs> and kick it in the ass right on that. Smelly, nasty ass, but dumpster fire. Just, just turn the brakes off and just like, Kick it down the hill. (laughs) My favorite toast to ever do is here's to staying positive and testing negative. And now it has a whole new meeting. (laughs) Right? Uh It really does. There was a lady when we were leaving work for, for Christmas. And, um, she, uh, she said that she was fixing to go get a test. And so long as it came out negative, she was going to Hawaii Holy crap. I mean, I could go for an escape to Hawaii about now. And I, I look back and I'm like, well, here's negative thoughts to you. Right. <laughs> Thinking negative just Thinking for you. Negative. Let's hope you're negative since you've been at work. <laughs> right. That's, that's what I told Thanks it. for the Hawaiian vacation, bitch. That's what I told Laura, my coworker, who rode down the elevator with me and her. She went off, you know, to get in her car and we walked to our car and I'm like, well, I hope she's negative considering we just rode down the elevator with her. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think you probably, I think that's different because you have to be tested yes. Hawaii before you go it. on vacation, not, you have to be tested because you were exposed. I mean, those well, right. But yeah. I mean, even if she tested yeah. and then came back positive, it'd well, be if like, she shows up at work shit. on Monday. You'll know that she couldn't go to, well, Hawaii. I don't know. I don't know. Well, right. She <laughs> better not be back at work. If she tested positive, <laughs> that's true too. Have you guys seen the extended commercial that match.com put out for this year? Uh-uh. Satan in 2020. Satan oh in yes. I did yes. see that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, with the, the T-Swift song? Yes. Yeah. Romeo, take me. Da, 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 da. That's her new, that's her re-recording. That was the first time we got to hear it. That's not her original master. Hmm. That's her re-recording of that song so she can tell Scooter to fuck right off with his masters. Yeah, I guess it's, I haven't watched that. It's such a beautifully done commercial. And there's even a dumpster fire and all this other shit and going Satan on. And Satan holding hands with a pretty young girl. And Satan's Aww. Ryan Reynolds, isn't he? Aww. In Match.com? Yeah. yeah. It's a commercial? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Now, there's I've seen a commercial for right I, for like a, a movie that said cookies for Satan because somebody's put Satan instead of Santa Claus and Satan oh. shows up. <laughs> instead of Santa yeah i think this this year I, i'm not gonna be sad to see it go 
not. Somebody made a TikTok audio that was like, listen up, assholes. We're going into 2021. And what you're going to do is you're going to walk in real quiet, not touch anything. Like, I don't want to hear any happy new year. Like, no, we're walking in slow and not touching shit. Just sit there for a few minutes. Can't jinx it. Don't jinx it. Eat your black eyed peas. Jessica says, if you put enough jalapenos in anything, it doesn't suck. (laughs) So on that note, eat your fucking black eyed peas, people. That's going to do it for Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.